Orthodox Journey. A missionary activity of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, working under the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, presents Ascending the Ladder, a series on St. John Climacus's Ladder of Divine Ascent. Ascending the Ladder seeks to explore the spiritual gems found in this traditional Lenten reading. In this episode, we hear from Dr. Anna Dimitriou, who analyzes the passions and the solutions found at steps 18 to 23 of the Ladder of Divine Ascent. looking at steps 18 to 23 of the Ladder of Divine Ascent, beginning with insensitivity. Then we'll look at sleep and prayer, cowardice, vainglory, and finally pride. Insensitivity is a deadened feeling of body and spirit. Where does it come from? St. John tells us it comes from a long sickness and carelessness. And what kind of sickness is it? negligence that becomes a habit. What happens to an insensitive person? Thoughts are numb, zeal is deadened, the person lacks courage and has no idea about compunction. But worse still, it is the gateway to despair, forgetfulness and leads to the loss of fear of God. How do we realize the insensitive person? He is like a foolish philosopher explaining to others what they need to do, but condemned by his own words, for he is like the blind man leading the blind. He talks about healing a wound, but continues to pick at it and makes it worse. He complains about what happened, but does not stop the behavior that led to harm in the first place. Even worse, he prays against this harm, but carries on as before, and continues bad behavior, becoming angry with himself. 
Sadly, he's not shamed by his words and his conduct, crying out, I do wrong, but continues to do so. He talks profoundly about death, but acts as if he will never die. He talks about the need for self-control, but is very focused on having a gourmet life. He refers to the need for prayer, but in the hidden space of his own room, he runs away from prayer, avoids it, prefers to do something else. He speaks about the need for obedience, but he is the first to disobey. So in front of others, he criticizes himself for being vain. But upon admitting this passion, he is again looking for glory. This tyrant, St. John Climacus says, manages to overpower mourning. And where does this passion come from, he asks. And he answers that he receives it from various sources. Big meals, keeping sensitivity going. Believing we have all the time in the world adds to this passion of insensitivity and bad habits set in, and so it is very difficult to be rid of this. However, if you are vigilant, on watch, think of eternal judgment. There is some hope it will not have such a hold. So remember the dead. Pray for them fast. Turn to ascesis. Otherwise, insensitivity will never be defeated. An ascesis is described in the following steps, 19 to 20. In step 19, he refers to sleep, prayer, singing in psalms in church. Here St. John Climacus notes how overindulgence in sleep is just as bad as other habits, and this needs to be addressed early on, otherwise it will be very difficult to correct. Why is it that sleep often trumps over our wakefulness? We need to ask ourselves, what do we consider important enough to stay awake for, alert for? Christ, while he awaited his pending arrest and death, commanded his disciples to stay awake and pray, but they kept falling asleep. Why do we become overpowered by the flesh, which is weak? Because we are not sensitive to the presence of God, therefore we are insensitive, and we give the flesh what it wants, and sadly starve the spirit what it needs. If we could sense and perceive God's presence every morning, every night, then we would move from the passion of sleep to its positive counterpart, the virtue of alertness, vigilance, the state of being in which we are always prepared to meet our maker, not wasting the time we have been given for repentance. Then prayer or spiritual study, especially reading the scriptures, are the activities that can fill the waking hours that have been wasted on sleep. So when we perceive our sins and remember our coming judgment, when we become sensitive to the presence of God, we are snapped out of our slumber and we become alert. The man who considers with sensitivity of heart that he is standing before God will be an immovable pillar in prayer and none of the demons will delude him. Just as the furnace tests gold, prayer tests the zeal of a monk and his love for God. In step 21, 
St. John talks about unmanly fears, cowardice, which is the child of vainglory and the daughter of unbelief. Cowardice is childish behaviour within a soul that is advanced in years, lacking in faith, faith and catastrophizing. Such fear is described by St. John Climacus as the quiver in the heart that takes fright before unnamed calamity. The person suffering from such fear has no assurance. John replies that the proud soul falls into this passion because he is the slave of cowardice. Such a soul trusts only in itself. It is frightened by shadows and sounds. Sometimes it is the providence of God that allows this to happen so we can learn to put on the armour of prayer as there is no stronger weapon in heaven and in earth. It fades in proportion to our mourning which is assisted through bodily and spiritual vigil. And then in step 22, St. John takes us to the sin of vainglory, which he refers to as the offspring of unbelief, the forerunner of pride, a shipwreck in the port. St. John agrees with St. Gregory the Great that vainglory and pride are the same sin. It is small but has designs on all the fruit of one's labour. He deals with these two passions separately in the latter because he regards them as two different stages of the same passion. So when vainglory is fully grown, it gives birth to pride, which is the beginning and the end of all evil. So when a person is vainglorious, he watches the path that he has taken and he sees that if he's fasting, he turns vainglorious. If he stops fasting, he does it so as not to draw attention to himself. And again, he becomes vainglorious over his prudence. If he dresses well or badly, again, he suffers from vainglory. If he talks or he holds his peace, each time he feels he is defeated. The person with vainglory is a believer and an idolaterer. In other words, he is duplicitous. Apparently he honours God, but actually he is out to please not God, but men. If honoured by a flatterer, he will easily fall into vainglory because the flatterer will emphasise the perfections he has managed to obtain. And once he sees these and his eyes are opened to his treasure, then everything good that he has managed to achieve will vanish. It is enabled by flatterers, and so St. John warns us against listening to flattery. He calls the flatterer a servant of the devils, a teacher of pride, the destroyer of contrition, a vandal of excellence, a perverse guide. Isaiah the prophet had said, those who honour you deceive you. Only those who are holy and saintly can pass unscathed through praise. So outwardly the vain person appears to live with monks. Inwardly in his heart he is with the world. And only those who have tasted the glory from above will think nothing of earthly glory. So how does a person struggle against vainglory? 
Well, firstly, he needs to be aware that pride will puff him up. It will lift him high as heaven and then throw him down into the abyss. He needs to be aware that nothing good comes from people speaking well of us and needs to see this as something that he needs to run away from, something that is dangerous. And if he notices that he is succumbing to vainglory, then he needs to be aware that he has to do something. And he knows that no matter how small a thing he does, he will always be hoping that men are noticing him. So awareness is the key to trying to combat this passion. Vainglory makes us pretenders and fakes. We pretend to have some virtue which does not belong to us. It encourages us, let your light so shine before men so that they will see your good deeds. They know that God often humbles us by causing dishonor to befall us. This is the first step to overcoming vainglory. So the person who suffers from this needs to remain silent and accept dishonor nobly. The second step is to check one's thoughts and not to conceal one's sins, to be honest about one's flaws, to remember that shame often comes after honor. So we need to remember our sins and discover that we do not deserve whatever is said or done in our honor. It is interesting to note that simple people do not usually succumb to this passion of vainglory because after all, it is the loss of simplicity. It is a hypocritical mode of behavior. So when vainglory is fully grown, then it leads to pride, which is the beginning and the end of all evil. Why? Because as St. John Climacus says, pride is the denial of God, an invention of the devil, a contempt for men. It has many offspring. It arises from praise. It is a sign of barrenness, the source of anger, the gateway to hypocrisy, a source of hard-heartedness. A proud person has no compassion and is like the bitter Pharisee, a cruel judge. It begins where vainglory leaves off. At midpoint, it comes with humiliating our neighbor shamelessly parading our achievements, being complacent and unwilling to be found out. It ends with spurning God's help, exalting one's own efforts and having a devilish disposition. Pride cannot be pinpointed in any particular kind of deed. That is why pride is the greatest sin, because it is in fact the root and the cause of so many sorrows and atrocities. And Christian spirituality has always taught that pride is the greatest sin of all. Pride is the opposition to the first and second commandments. The first commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. A person with pride is ultimately worshipping his own self. In the second commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But the more prideful we are, the more we hate pride in others. And the reason is simple. Pride is thinking that we are better than others, that we deserve better than others. And so when we ourselves are guilty of this or any other sin, we do not recognize it and we justify it. 
But when we see it in others, we have no mercy at all. That is why pride is in opposition to the first and second great commandments. And it works itself easily into the very fabric of the spiritual life under the guise of piety. So religious people are frequently guilty of such charades. So if most people are proud, who can be saved? Men may be able to heal the lustful. Angels may heal the malicious. Only God can heal the proud. The proud person sees correction as a thorn. So when we find ourselves rejecting criticism, know that we are showing pride. And if we can condemn ourselves, then we will see that this vice will not have such a hold on us. So how can we reach heaven? Is it through humility alone? Pride makes us forget our sins. The remembrance of these leads us to humility. So if we want to be freed from this spiritual passion, a help is to become submissive, to have a more humble way of life, to read the supernatural feats of the fathers, to admit our failings. Holy humility and self-deprecation are only one way to overcome pride. And the strongest opposition comes from the contrition of the heart that grows from obedience. It comes from patient endurance of dishonor and a willingness to bear no grudge and to serve one's neighbors. Following pride, St. John refers to blasphemous thoughts and he tells us that these are not ours. They have been put there by the devil himself. So for us not to lay hold to them and not to claim them as our own. Because if we do, if we see that these are ours, then these will lead us to grief and to despair. So let us say as Christ did, Get behind me, Satan. I will worship the Lord my God, and I will serve only him. Amen.
We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Orthodox Journey. To keep up to date with our podcasts, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or head to orthodoxjourney.com where you can find even more Orthodox talks, sermons and podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and view more content on the Greek Orthodox Christian Society YouTube channel. Mm-hmm.